challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Thanks for joining me here at the Great Man Podcast. I'm excited to have you with me and excited about the great things I'm hearing about in your lives and the lives of other men. Let me be in this podcast very pointed. I'm going to hit hard and ask you to do a very, very tough thing. I think I've taught on this before. I think I've alluded to this before in this podcast, but I have a strong sense as I approach this podcast that this is going to be unbelievably timely for some of you. Now, let me explain to you that as we go through life, we accumulate offense and wounds. We accumulate hard feelings about people in our lives. What I'm going to ask you to do in this podcast is one of the hardest things some of you will have ever done. And that is, I want you to go back in your life. I want you to think about men who are still living, who, with whom you have, from whom you have drawn offense and anger and hurt. And I want you to reconcile with them, if at all possible. And for those who have passed away, I want you to forgive them. Now, let me explain why I'm asking you to do this. And by the way, I'm not asking you to do this with the women in your past. Uh, That's not because they're not important or significant, but for reasons I'm about to explain. So don't think I'm putting down women. I think you know I'm the opposite. I'm I'm dang near as much of a feminist as a Christian can be. So don't think that I'm being weird about this, okay, or that I'm being bigoted. As you go through your life, you are shaped as a man largely by other men. Women have a role too, and I have celebrated that in my own life and the lives of other men, so it's not like I'm putting women down in any way. But you are largely shaped by the input of men. Now, that's both positive and negative. You can be shaped by the positive influence, examples, words, etc., coaching of men, or you can be shaped negatively by the harsh things they said that live in your soul, by their mistreatment of you, by wounds and, and bruisings, that have happened by, by broken relationships, by, by, by damaged relationships that left you, you know, I'll use the broad word, traumatized. You may not feel like you're being traumatized, but at least you've been hurt. What that does then is make you like a ping pong ball or like a pinball, uh, repel, bounce off of those negative relationships. So you're encouraged by the positive, which hopefully you've had a lot of in your life, but you are uh, repelled or or bounced off or sent reacting by the negative relationships in your life. And being men, we often let those relationships go untended. You know, we just have kind of a screw you kind of attitude as we walk away from relationships that were difficult and we don't go back and redress them. We don't deal with them. Men tend to shut down quickly. Men tend to just say, well, Joe was wrong. Screw him. I'll never talk to him again. And we walk away. We're tough. Um, we can stuff our emotions and we walk away. The problem is that certainly in the matter of significant men in your life, men who are exemplary, men men who played a large role, I didn't mean to say exemplary, but men who played a large role in your life, coaches, fathers, uncles, brothers, et cetera, very, very close friends, if they hurt you, if they wounded you, if that relationship went badly, even if it was your fault, Even if you did the things that brought the sourness and the harshness into the relationship, the fact is that it taints the the concept of manhood. It taints who you are as a man. It damages the inner great man that you carry in your soul. And I'm not trying to be weird and psychological here. There's a great man in each one of us, and he's trying to get out, put it humorously. 
And what damages him, what deforms him, what misshapes him is are, are in part these harsh, bruising, offending, poisonous, toxic relationships that perhaps we've had. Now, I said calling them toxic, I'm not saying that necessarily it's just their fault, that your father was just toxic and that's it. First of all, very few relationships are all any one thing. They can be good. They can also be toxic. Also, you might have made them toxic. There are relationships I've had in my life that went bad, became a source of poison in my soul, and it was my fault. So all I'm asking you to do is take stock. Think back over your life. Obviously, think about your father. Think about your brothers. Think about significant men in your life. Think about that teacher, that male teacher. Think about the coaches. Think about the band leader. Think about whoever are the employer, the significant men in your life. Now, if you've you can have bruising interchanges with people who aren't that significant. I mean, I've had you know construction foremen tell me I was an idiot, or you know, a coach I hardly even knew say, you know, hey, you would you'd be you'd be great if you had a brain or whatever. You know, you have coaches and people say stuff like that. I'm not saying you have to make a list of every single person who's ever said anything bad about you. That's just vanity. But I'm asking you to look at the more than likely just a handful of relationships that have gone badly for you, that have been wounding, that have been damaging. I want you to realize that psychologists speak in terms of a negative active past. It means your past that's still active in your life. Negative active past. Uh, We all have a past and there's negative in it. And some of that doesn't affect us. You know, I had car accidents. I had breakups with girlfriends. I I had intense loneliness when I was young because I lived as a military brat, moved every year and then moved all the way to Germany and spent years there, six, seven years of my early life. My first 18 years spent in in, in Germany away from America. You understand what I'm saying. Um, And so, yeah, they're bruising things, but that doesn't mean that they're deeply tainting. That's just part of life. But then there are those relationships normally that endure for, for a while that are significant and that are ongoing in our, our lives. Again, I say your father or the brother who's still alive or your best friend that you had a big breakup with and you know you loved him and admired him and needed his affirmation in your life, but that went south or whatever, that kind of thing. A brother-in-law you lost in a divorce or, or you understand what I mean. What I want you to do is to think about who those people are. And again, for each of us, there's probably just a handful. And I want you to think about what went wrong And without getting weird, think about why it went wrong. Was it your fault? Was it their fault? And what I'm going to ask you to do in this podcast, which I realize may be one of the least enjoyable podcasts you've ever listened to from Stephen Mansfield, I want you to call that person or go see that person and reconcile. It might be as simple as, you know, Bob, I don't know what went wrong, but I know that you and I parted company and it wasn't good. And I just wanted to come back and tell you, I'm sorry if I did anything. And okay, it might be at that level. Or it might be, John, I, man, I wronged you. I, I stole from you. I said things about you I shouldn't have said. I was wrong. I was in a bad place at that time. Not making excuses. I want you to forgive me. I, I, I want to, I mean, we may not ever be, you know, great friends in the future, but at least I don't want this stain on, on that relationship. Or, or it could be, you know, I remember once I've shared this many, many times. I wrote my dad. And I said, dad, you know, I, I understand that you and I are never going to be um, you know, best fishing buddies or whatever. I understand that I'm a different cut of human being from you, but you were a good dad. You came home every night. You never beat us. You never mistreated us. Maybe you were a little distant because that's just how you and I are made emotionally. But, but um, I love you. I want you to know I love you, and I'm glad that you were my dad. You meant a make a you meant a huge amount in my life, and I and I basically told him how 
the positive things about him, even though we'd had a, a, a relationship that went sour uh, around the time I was 18. And we reconciled that relationship because I took that step. So there are different levels of offense, different levels of responsibility. You'll have to ferret all that out. I obviously can't do that from this distance. But I want you to choose three, four, or five people. If you have that many in your life, hopefully you just have one or two or none. If you have none, then take give somebody else this podcast. But if you if you've got, like most guys, two or three relationships where there's been real hurt, real poison, real toxins, real bitterness, go reconcile. You're gonna find something changing in your soul when you do. And by the way, there is no perfect pattern. There is no perfect pattern. Um, I, I like some things I've read in ancient literature about forgiveness that basically treat forgiveness as though you're letting somebody out of jail. And, and it, literally the ancient Greek means to let somebody out of prison. And so in a sense, if I'm perpetually ticked off at my dad, who's now gone on in life, he's now dead. Uh, but if I'm perpetually ticked off about my father, then I, it's as though I've got him in a little little jail in my soul and I poke him with a stick once in a while when I want to feel good about myself or I want to vent my anger. So forgiveness is letting them out of jail, letting them out of the, the prison bars in my soul and telling them I, I no longer forgive, I no longer hold anything against them. And that's the second image that comes down through history from the ancient world, I think is wise. This is both scripture and Greek concepts, um, that forgiveness is forgiving a debt. If you owe me a hundred bucks and I say, you no longer owe me that, uh, we're good, we're clean, uh, keep it and don't, don't feel like you have to pay it back. I now consider that to be not a debt any longer. Then that's, that's what forgiveness is. If you've got somebody who's wronged you in your life, then you feel like they owe you something. I mean, they took something from you. They wronged you. They, and, uh, and you think about it. Maybe you rehearse your anger towards them. If you're like me, you drive down the highway telling your steering wheel, you know, speaking out, I can't believe you did that, as though they're in the car. Well, but forgiveness is not only letting them out of a jail in your soul. Forgiveness is also forgiving the debt, letting the debt go as though they no longer owe you the money they owe you. You figure it out. You figure out what you need to do reconcile these relationships. Doesn't mean that person who wronged you has to be your best friend now. Doesn't mean that you and your dad are going to be, you know, just best buddies. It'll be a start. The main thing it'll do is take the arrows out of your soul. Take the poison out of your soul and stop deforming the great man inside of you who's trying to become all of who you are and should, by the way. We want to be great men. Now, this is tough and I've done it or I wouldn't ask you to do it. I've done it. I've done it many times. I've done it in situations that were terrible. I've done it. I've, I've sat across the table from people. I, at that moment, I would rather just have shot uh, than to have to talk to because they did wrong me and they wronged me big. And then there are people, of course, that, that probably wish they could have shot me because I wronged them big. But I want you to do this. I want you to take the manly step of doing this. I'm not trying to be your counselor or your therapist. I am trying to talk to you as a man. And I'm saying that toxic relationships, unforgiveness, bitterness about men who have been decisive in your life will deform you. And I'm here to coach you into being a great man. So let that inner great man push you to reconcile these relationships. Get the arrows out of your heart. Uh, forgive those and ask forgiveness of those you need to. And, you know, to put it humorously, let the healing begin. Again, you may not see these people ever again after this moment of reconciliation. What I'm going for as your coach is I'm going for the state of your soul. If those relationships become something wonderful and lush and beautiful, great. Write me and tell me about it. What I'm mainly concerned about is that your great man within is not deformed and there aren't toxins flowing around in your soul because you have these areas and these figures who are unforgiven in your life. All right. I love you. I believe in you. Go and let the healing begin. And I'm not kidding. Be a great man. To join the Great Man community, 
or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.